Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fall camp is upon us. Consider this a bit of a fall camp for your life. Perhaps you are really, really, um, you're you're just out of it. You're in a mode, don't want to get up on a Monday. I would encourage you, specifically if you're like an architect or, but but you could do anything you want. Contact our friends at Mechdyne and you should uh, check out if you would be a good, addition to their team. They're located in Marshalltown. Mechdyne is an experienced technology company that designs, installs, and supports fiber optic networks, security technologies, audiovisual systems, and more. Uh, go to mechdyne.com. Now, if you are an Iowa State season ticket holder, you go to Iowa State football games, which of course you do. You see all the video board stuff all around Jack Trice Stadium. It is gorgeous. That was done by our friends at Mechdyne. I'm actually excited. Um, Got a camping spot in the village. Okay, for uh, football season. My my point being, it's here. I I got like where I'm gonna be. You you know where you're gonna be. I yeah. You're gonna I'm be in the new RV village. Really excited about this. Yeah. Well, you know, it uh, makes my game day a lot better when I can just go Friday night and wake up and crawl out and just be there. Guess who else is gonna be in the RV village? Uh oh. Yours truly. <laughs> not not my RV. Trust say, where did you get a rig? The name, image, and likeness game has not been that great yet. Hope, hopefully someday. But no, i uh going to hang out with the family. I've got extended family that have an RV in the new RV village. You're just not much of an RV guy. Like, this seems I, odd to me. Like a weird no, I'm, I'm a TV and, and and have a couple beverages guy. There's Ain't a lot of that. that. No, right? you're, you're darn right. So I'll, I'll be, net, I'll be uh, networking with the people. Blue and I both are off uh, final little trips with the family, so we're ready to... Yeah, Drink a lot of Cody Road. It's time to get it on. Bloom comes in with a hot take calling this the, quote, greatest 90s song of all time. Better than Atlantis. Well, it's a, we're re- replacing English for one week yeah, only. one more. With what Bloom calls the greatest 90s song of all time. Maybe this. That's right. Maybe the second. Wonderwall's in there, too. You all know it. Now, this is a big statement. Who doesn't like this song? I thought I saw a man brought to life. One hit wonder, I know. I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not saying she, she lasted forever. But this time in history, the song always delivers. We're going to play a little game with the audience. I'm going to give you five seconds. Name the artist. I bet 75% of our audience got it because they, they agree with me. This is a really uh, interesting video. Natalie Imbruglia, horns. This is listen to the hook right here, though. Oh, man. There you go. A lot of 90s on 9 on the way to and from the lake this week. You think this is the best song in the in the entire? That's probably deck? that's probably a little over the top, but I I will say whenever that song comes on, I'm good with it. I've never said, hey, stop playing that, because when I was doing '90s on Nine, then they hit hit up Alanis Morissette following. I was like, I can't I can't do it. I can't do Alanis again. Do you want me to read some of these lyrics? I've never really listened to the lyrics. It's I think it's probably a pretty sad I mean, song. It's it's kind of, of lame that this. This is your best song. It's not. I would say best song. It was a little. I just, That's what you said. Well, you, I, you came strolling into I my said, office I like, oh, a really good oh song. I got the best '90s song ever. No, I, people forget about Natalie Imbruglia. She's forgettable. I, I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm. He came around like he was dignified. 
He showed me what it was to cry. Yeah, well, sorry, Natalie. Well, you couldn't be that man that I adored. You don't seem to know or seem to care what your heart is for. I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie. Our conversation has run dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine. I'm torn. Yeah, it's like a, it's kind of a breakup song. Man, that that when you're 13 years old, that that really hits you, like I was with Natalie. <laughs> well, she's Br- Australian and British, by the way. It's a good combo. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. I didn't realize how pretty she was. I'd never seen her before yeah, today. Great, so, uh, great, great song. Pretty. Great song. Very pretty. Yep. Well, 1999. Well, that was the uh, best new artist. Or 1997, best new artist. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, what happened after that? She kind of went away. She won the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance See? with that song. So, I'm telling you, me and the Grammys, we agree. <laughs> yeah. No Grammys for Alanis. So, we we kind of both do this, apparently, when we're on these trips. Because I listen to... I just rock 90s music the whole time, too. And... Um, I had a similar one, and I didn't even – we didn't plan on having this conversation. I, I swear to God, we're going to get the football yeah, stuff coming coming here uh, really soon. I I listened to the summer hits of the 90s thing on Pandora. This uh, <laughs> Wilson Phillips, you know what I'm talking about yes, here? Yes. I, I what movie is this in? I with, don't know, uh, but this oh, is a banger. Uh, keep, oh, I'm going to find it. It's uh, – Gal from SNL. Why do you lock yourself up in these no. chains? So I have a this thing. Is, this is a really good song. I mean, it's a great way, song. Good. I Similar. wouldn't call it the best song no, of the night. No. So I have a thing when we're in the pool, and I started drinking these damn high noons because <laughs> of <welcome>. you. <laughs> so the other day, I was the only man on the trip. Uh, my father-in-law was there, but he... He, like, wasn't in the pool. So, like, I'm, like, responsible for running after six kids. Bridesmaids is the movie. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. It's bothering me. But Great I, movie. So I'm drinking these high noons. And at about 4 o'clock every afternoon, I just started dancing. To Wilson Phillips? Well, whatever came whatever on. Whatever came on. It's these 90s songs plus the high noons. Okay. Uh... If I bring in High Noon as a sponsor, oh, I'll give you fifty percent. Is that of a, would Cody Road be okay with that? I think they'd be. Fine I think with that. I mean they're separate markets, right? I think that I think that Ryan and the folks at Mississippi right. River would be very happy for us right. if we could get High Noon. Everybody, that this is a challenge. You, Every, you, yes, you saw my success with Dots Pretzels organically mm-hmm. on social media this week. I, I think I can if I push it. I could get an all encompassing sponsor. I think uh, the High other Noon. one that I could probably endorse is Cutwater. You had the, I've had the cut water. So yeah. the the Casey's right by the condo ran out of high noons, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> A lot of people listen to the podcast. So the wife's like, they don't have it. And I'm like, well, I need vodka water. <laughs> so, you got the cu- so you got the cut water. She's like, they've got cut water. It, pretty good. Pretty good. It's just less sweet, which is actually better. But anywho. Emerging market. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're seven minutes in, and we've yeah, done. We're not torn. Absolutely, we're going to talk a lot about football. We are the rest of the way. Um, blood in the water out west. The, yeah, the Pac-12 it, media members are just eating each other alive. It's, it's getting kind of dicey out there. I've got a prediction on realignment. Now, segment two, we are going to dig into fall camp, uh, which just started last week. We are less than a month from kickoff. Uh, Tyrese Hunter draws a line in the sand. <laughs> yeah, he is. Did not see him and Gabe Kausher getting into it on the top yeah. of my beat. Tyrese list. Hunter is here. We are, in my opinion, going to turn into a uh, hated character in Cyclone lore. It certainly looks like he's going to embrace this. It's unfortunate it didn't have to come to this, but you can only pick at a fan base so much, and then they're going to turn on you, and it's just common nature. Uh, and then I want to talk about this Ames NIL club and get your opinion on that. I've had so many people reach out to me. One thing I told Bloom, and we really did, I'm not going to just sit here and be a mouthpiece for the collective. No, no. And you are totally cool with that. Um, I've had so many people, and I'm sure you have, reach out to me and go, I don't know where to put my money. Yeah. 
because Very there's confusing. all this stuff. So we'll talk we'll a little we'll bit about that yeah. um, coming up in segment three. I will say I would totally give my money to the collective over this new thing. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in segment number three, because like say one of the benefits of having Bloom here is he knows more about this than anybody and he can help educate us. The, yeah, so the um, realignment, I don't want to spend too much time on it this week because I really, it's not as big of a story this week. We, you, you don't have the conference commissioners chirping at each other, all that stuff. But I did, um, I find it interesting, the infighting that appears to be going on within fan bases and media members in, in the Pac-12. Now, don't take too much from this. These aren't people who are in the room. Uh, these aren't decision makers, sure. all that stuff. But it certainly appears, Brent, that there are a lot of mixed opinions out in the Pac-12. I am excited to say that I will be having John Wilner from the Mercury News wow. on the podcast tomorrow. I am going to interview John first thing in the morning. I really respect him. I don't respect all these guys out West. I respect John. I think he's really good. He's been very opinionated. Yes. Um, I don't agree with all of his opinions, but I respect him. I know he's connected. Um, he's not a flamethrower. I just, I followed his career for too long to, I just, I just know that about him. So there's this guy and I want to get him on the podcast because I really like him. Uh, Jason Shear. No, the Arizona guy. He's the Arizona 247 guy. He's kind of been a tour de force lately on the internet. Well, he he starts uh, going after this guy in Oregon, John Canzano. Yeah, so Canzano and Wilner have a podcast together. Yes, they just started it last week. Is that, okay. And, and Canzano, I, I'm not as familiar with. He's a sports talker in Eugene, I believe, or Portland, one of the two. He's Oregon. Yeah, he's the Oregon sports talk guy. And he's been very opinionated, much more so, I think, than Wilner. Um, Canzano is seems to be really getting. Again, just, I don't, I don't know the man. I subscribe to his newsletter. I've always read it. I, I think he's fine, uh, especially when Iowa State played Oregon in that bowl game. I, I read his work. I thought, I thought he was pretty good. This guy seems to be getting very sensitive towards the Big Twelve. You have a lot of fans that are involved in this this Jason Shear uh, just keeps trolling this John Canzano uh, he says tell Scott Barnes I said hello Scott Barnes is the Oregon State athletic director yeah <laughs> Canzano snaps back uh, Canzano goes to write about Shear in one of his columns um, they're just going back and forth, and it, to it, it ends up where Canzano blocks this Jason Shear on oh, Twitter. Boy, this Jason Shear, uh, I believe, Wide Right and Natty Light, our friends, had them him on their podcast. He's been kind of making the Big Twelve media tour, three sixty five down in Waco. Yeah, they do an awesome had job. Had him. Yeah, they're yep. really great. Yep. I'm a big fan of them. Um, the reason I point this out is it just seems like generally these media guys, you know, and I'll say this from experience, like you, your opinions are formed. You're not like, Oh, this quarterback sucks. But like with stuff like this, your opinions are formed based on who you're talking to. And because that's the type of perspective that you're getting back. And I, and I, again, I don't know, maybe Jason Shear is best buddies with the Stanford athletic. I have no idea, mm -hmm. but my, Time in this business tells me that Arizona fans and media want them in the Big 12. And um, everything going on in Oregon would tell me, well, Oregon State just needs a life raft of any sort. Yeah, they're just and they're, they're treading water. Praying that the Pac-12 right. survives in somehow because they're, they're likely not, not going to get an Big invite 12. to right. the Big 12. Right. It's just... Again, I'm watching... I'm just politics sitting and from a bird's eye view. That's new, how I read I this situation. Totally agree. Totally agree. No, I think, yeah, so these beat writers, they are echoing in some ways their fan base because that's their readership and listenership. Um, and so, like, you think about it, they're trying to still, at the end of the day, it's still a, a revenue business. They're just trying to sell subscriptions. Jason Shearer for Arizona would not be uh, going this hard on the Big 12. Yeah, I'm sure he's got his own thoughts. Like, I don't want to speak for the guy. Mm -hmm. But if, if the Arizona fans were against it, it would not be good for business a, if, he, if he was this yeah. staunch 
pro Big Twelve. I'm a I'm a two four seven subscriber, and I like to read Shear's stuff. After ever since this whole thing started, he seems really smart. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. But yeah. I, I I do think there is something too. There is clearly a division in the Pac-12 right now, and I don't know what's going to ultimately happen. I think a lot of it, CW, will be dictated by the Big Ten's next move, if anything. Because if you're Oregon and Stanford, you're going to hold out as long as you can until you have an idea of what to do, and that'll kind of move the chess pieces around. And the next thing to drop here is that Big Ten media contract, which, I gosh, it's got to be in the next two weeks. When that thing so. comes out. And then we'll see what the Pac-12 does. It, it seems to me, from reading all this stuff, it seems like the status quo, meaning there won't be any an additional movement in the short term, is the most likely right now, is the way I would put it. Now, maybe you've heard otherwise. Maybe Arizona and Colorado are just being super quiet and they're eventually going to do something. But it just seems like it's all kind of hit a hit a pause. And it's, you know, as we talked about in these things, it'll go fast right away and then it seems to slow down and then something happens. So we'll see. I guess my opinion really hasn't changed much here. I don't know why more people aren't discussing, like, if the Big Ten was going to do more now, they would have they done it by now. Yeah, I, There's no point in getting a new TV deal done and then a month later, all right, well, now we're going to add Oregon and Washington. Or we're going to add st- – like, none of that. Mm-hmm. The only way that would happen is if they would get a call from Notre Dame saying, hey, we're ready to go now, but that's not going to happen. In fact, I, I had two predictions today that Big Ten has done, I think, for a decade. Like, I, I think for the next TV deal, like, they're done. Okay. We'll see how long the TV deal right. is. It see, probably yep. won't go for a decade, yeah. but this decade at least. Yep. Like, I, it'll be a six- to eight-year TV deal. I bet it lines up with whatever's next for the playoff. Correct. Um Two is I think Notre Dame, and I said this weeks ago, Like I don't think they need to go to a conference. Their brand is big enough mm-hmm. with the streaming companies and whatnot mm-hmm. to have a very competitive television deal. They've been being underpaid for a while now by NBC. I think that, the, that Notre Dame by itself will get 70 to $75 million a year in its next television package. That's just my prediction. Cold hard prediction. Yeah, no, I, I don't here think, on the seventh of August. That's not crazy at all. They don't need to be in a playoff, they, they, and all these people because I get I get this chirp back from Iowa fans a lot because they're very pro Big Ten, and they go, "Well, they're they're not going to have a seat at the playoff." Yes, they will. Yes, they always will. They will. If anybody tells you that that they're wrong, it doesn't matter the scenario. Notre Dame will have an access in, to the playoff. And in fact, let me just a deep thought here. It's actually better. It's better for the Big 12 if Notre Dame stays independent. Correct. Because you you want that window to stay open, that it's not just the power two and nobody else can get in. Those at the, at the SEC and Big 10 aren't dumb. They will always leave a door open for Notre Dame because Notre Dame still drives eyeballs. It's the same reason why they'll be able to get $75 million a year and everything else. If you're those other conferences right now, you want as much openness outside the Big 2 Uh, That you can right now. So this is actually, I think it's lining up okay for the Big 12 to have Notre Dame stay on their own. That's that's, that's a huge win. And and honestly, $75 million, okay, if you do the math at seven home games a year, yeah, NBC, whoever, that's $10 a game. Think about like... They they will absolutely do that. Think about if you're NBC, though, and you want to do like Notre Dame reality shows to air on Peacock. And like there's... So much more there. There's a lot of it, access there that you can get that and nobody still, else can. And it's Notre Dame. People care everywhere. And Notre Dame still has the contract with everything else in the ACC. So that's like, and that's, so that's, that's, that's another good till 2036. They really, don't need to move there either. Well, the fascinating part to me here, again, like, so Greg Sankey and the SEC are going to do everything that they can to make Notre Dame happy. Well, Why? Well, they're not going to join the SEC. Mm-mm. They're doing everything to keep Notre Dame from being, oh, we need to get into the Big Ten. So when you're looking at, like, chips in this new playoff. Interesting thought, the, yeah. The, the SEC is going to come off as very pro-Notre Dame, pro-Big 12, pro-ACC, because they don't want Notre Dame to feel like they have to join the Big Ten. This is all about those two, it's, yeah, Fox that, and ESPN. So there, so there, but here's the other thing. At what point... Okay, if you, you have to allow Notre Dame access to the playoff, 
but you still want to stack the the cards in your favor for your conference. So let's say it goes to a eight team playoff next, right? How do they how do they stack this so it's probably what three from the Big Ten, three from the SEC, maybe get a Notre Dame, and then one one other team? I think that they'll just it, just my opinion. My guess is that there'll be a high strength of schedule, schedule component just, because, like, but didn't like honestly like how. But I guess the Big Ten isn't going to have divisions, but like half of that league still sucks. Like, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, if strength the schedule is really going to help. Just as we talk through it here, like the SEC is much stronger than the Big Ten as far as it. I mean, yeah, depth. we got these TV markets, but. I don't know. Like, is that's why? What does adding UCLA do? Like, you may as well, if you're going all strength of schedule, you would have added Oregon, right, right? Right. So that I mean, I think it's a little short sighted here because it's going to get to a point where you're going to have to choose. In my opinion, it's like, do you want Notre Dame access to the playoff, or do you want to stack it for yourself? And I think you still have to keep Notre Dame in the mix to drive interest. They're but, not going to shut out all these. I leagues. I agree. I really don't but think that. Ultimately, that is really going to piss off the Oklahomas and, you know, the Mississippis of the world who are never, if, if unless the deck is stacked in their favor, these schools are going to be going seven and five, six and six, all of them. And they're not, you know, then, then everyone's mad. Like ultimately crazy thought here. Iowa state could actually be in a much better position from a playoff access standpoint going forward than at any other time in its history. I would agree. Because Texas and Oklahoma are going to be out, and even if they stack this thing, if there's any type of ray of hope to get there through the Big 12, I would put Iowa State right there with Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. Cincinnati as probably Baylor. Baylor. Yep, yep. I mean, BYU historically, but... Maybe know. we'll see Houston and UCF. UCF That'll be could be. Interesting. But that's what I'm saying. So balanced. One yeah. through twelve. There's who's to say that Iowa State can't reel off a eleven and one and, and it make comes it. down to Campbell. If you keep Campbell yeah, and you have that shape. staff continuity, then Iowa State's in really good shape. I, yeah, so I think there it, it's it's a fascinating struggle because the SEC and the Big Ten got got out in front. They wanted to create their big brands, and they have done that. They've grabbed the Big Four, you know, Texas, OU, USC, and UCLA. But if Notre Dame stays on its own, it still has to be an open playing field. And you can't just close it down. You can't just close ranks at that point. And I think that's good for the Big 12 and access to the playoffs. The so. one thing I heard this week, and it's, it's a very quiet week. I was I was down at the Ozarks, but I worked a lot. And it, there's just nothing. Like the the TV people I talk to have shut down. Like the everything, everything's quiet right yeah, now. Something's got to be coming. Um, the one thing that I heard just a teeny tiny rumbling of, and it caught my ear was that there's a lot more talk right now in fear of antitrust and all that stuff by the big 10 and the sec, which there I was told, and that's another reason why I make the big 10 not going to kill the pac 12 right. prediction because like, I don't know if Newsom is getting to them or the like of California. Right. Yeah. right like, or I don't Oregon know or whoever, I don't know what happened. Somebody said, but hey, slow down. Well, and that, that's yeah. been my prediction. They don't want that smoke. If they go and do, we're going to stage our own playoff and you people can't be in it. Yeah, then you get They're going to be lawsuits left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you're, so just... uh, you're, you're San Diego State and you're building a new $100 million stadium based on revenue that, and this is Mountain West revenue, but now all of a sudden you don't have access to the playoff. That's pretty easy to be like, well, we were promised that we were, we we've always yeah. been in this, and now you're just completely I, blocking I, us I do out. I wondered that, right? Yeah, can those can those two you can the SEC and the Big Ten grow big enough where they're the big two, but yet still make everybody appease everybody enough to have I, a chance? And I don't think it favors them. I don't think it does them any good to block everybody out. I really don't. I don't either. But some, they're, those schools at the bottom half of their conference are going to get pissed. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, None of this is about them. this. Is this is very short sighted for on that end? Like I would not want to be a well. Vanderbilt doesn't care, but you every know conference in the history of college football has been built the same way, where there's three or four, maybe two or three They're entities the show. 
that have a lot more power in television when they're the they're the big dogs and then you have like a middle tier and then you have the scragglers it's always it, been this way it is, is it maybe i just had too much time to think this week but it's really kind of dumb that there's literally like eight schools this is going to benefit from a <laughs> yeah. financial standpoint yeah and for what end they were already successful to begin with so they just want more like it's it's kind of like downfall of Rome here. Like you're just going to get so fat and happy that eventually you, you, you fall apart. It eventually too. And I, I firmly just, believe this and this comes more into your world, but you know, we, we as fans or institutions, whatever you can pay these guys, whatever you want, but eventually they want to play. Right. And there's yeah. still the same amount of players. Like the, yes, the, this is There's not a new change, crop of players right? coming out of the woodwork. Cincinnati made the playoff last year uh-huh. in a non-power five league, uh-huh. right? Like the players still want to play. I mean, we've seen this with Iowa State basketball year there this year. There were a lot of these free agents in the portal that took less to come to Iowa State because they'll start, or you could have gone and been eighth or ninth at Duke. Mm-hmm. And this is going to still be a thing in college football. You could argue that the the new climate was better for Iowa State in the offseason for basketball. Even I would though, agree, even though it lost Tyrese Hunter. Is is that a crazy? No, take? I don't. I don't think it's crazy at all. Now that will continue to happen too. But like, like I said before, if you if you come from St. Bonaventure, yeah, and you go to Iowa State, and all of a sudden every game is a charter flight and five star hotel yeah. and a meal, and your meals are better. Like, there's your raise. Like, right? It's not all about who can pay me 100 grand. It's not. There is still... Somebody told me, okay, we've got, just for an example, for football, 85 scholarship guys on a football roster. There's maybe 10 to 20 each year who would get recruited to go elsewhere. It's it's that continuity with those 10 to 20 that, that can make or break... You know, you can go from five wins to nine wins well, with with those guys. Two examples: you lost Aishim Young and you kept Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah, exactly. Right? So they, those those would be that's what we're talking about guys. now. And so you can get into a discussion: is that good or bad? Well, that's that's the climate. Like you, if you want to continue to progress, you got to keep those game breakers. You know, you remember that you remember that game in the Nintendo and the or maybe it was Sega in the late nineties. Sega Game Breaker or they it was a it wasn't EA Sports it was the other one anyway people somebody will yeah remember. I remember that NCAA Game Breaker a- NCAA yeah, Game Breaker you had that, that one he like he like flashed and then he was like oh my yeah. gosh well this guy's on you can't lose yeah like you need those guys now I would say sixty to seventy percent of any roster not named Alabama pretty you know pretty fluid between Power Five schools but you get you get. 10 to 20 to 25 of these guys that really you, you need to keep. And that's, that's where some of this stuff comes in. But to your point, uh, yeah, I mean, Iowa state is still clearly going to be okay in the, in this climate. Now there is some stuff that can help them succeed more. And Matt Campbell talked about it last week, but I mean, this hasn't been doom and gloom as much as, as we feared when uh, I think in April when Tyrese left. I, I would agree. And even through all this, and I don't know, you're, I mean, you're, you're looking at the, Highest-rated recruiting classes in both sports yeah. in Iowa State. And then, so the, the question is, can you keep those guys? But, I mean, as far as from a freshman recruiting standpoint, it has not been a problem so far because what Iowa State is able to do, and there was actually a really good thread on this on the message board this week, uh, is that Iowa State, the future earnings opportunity at Iowa State is still a huge selling point because look at the NBA guys and now the, you know, the, the rising NFL capability for the football team. Your long-term earning potential at the professional level will still always be greater than whatever you can get in college, and as long as that's still the case, and Iowa State can sell that, you can you can you can promise future growth over immediately cash earnings. Shout out to our friend Tom Killiper and the Killiper Corporation. Talk about future growth, go work. They are looking for help in a in a good way. It's a growing local company. Interesting. They're in the flexible packaging. Man, and the flexible packaging, that's how they call it. Uh, they manufacture it all up there in Ames. So it's anything like, I mean, like we, we have a couple of beers here. Again, we're not like boycotting Cody Road. No, it's just it's not, we've been recording yet. earlier in the afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah. But like it could be this, you know, the stickers here on your beer or a bottle of Cody Road or 
when you go to the grocery store, it could be a, you know, a sack with a logo on it, like flexible packaging, but it's a, if you think about it, it's a growing industry yep. because we have so much e-commerce and stuff like that happening right now. And it's family owned, located in Ames. I would check them out at killipercorp.com and check out all of their recent job openings. I just clicked on it. It's the upper right-hand corner at careers, or you can email information at killipercorp.com. Shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. I uh, told you we, we had the, the co-working day. Yeah. You know, the, the co-working mm-hmm. day. Um, I'm excited. We're going to get up to Jefferson in a couple of weeks for the Cyclone Fanatic Roadshow. I do have a couple of verbal commitments. Um, Lexi and Emily from the women's basketball program are oh. going to be with us. Two future All-Americans. Fired up about that. Uh, we, we also have tickets on sale uh, we'll really promote this on Monday. <laughs> we are already halfway sold out for the wow. What's first? Cody Road event. What's first? What's the first? Step? Jefferson on the twenty fifth, a Wednesday. Okay, and then I need to check that date real quick because August is like the twenty fifth is a Thursday. Twenty fifth is a Thursday. That's yeah. Jefferson. No, that is. LeClaire. That's LeClaire at Cody Road. Got it. The twenty fourth, we are in Jefferson at the. Uh, Wild Rose Casino, the DraftKings Sportsbook. Perfect. Uh, but anyways, it halfway sold out already after one tweet. I also put it up for our premium subscribers. It's a little perk that they get. Um, that they that's already they've already scooped those up. So get awesome. get signed up for that. Anyway, August 9th is International Coworking Day. My guy Jeff Wood claims he doesn't claim he admits it's a made up holiday, but we're still going to celebrate it. You can go into any of the Gravitate co-working locations, gravitatecoworking.com, check it out, for a free day, anyone who wants to jump in and try it out. If you do, please let them know that you heard it about it here on the Cyclone Fanatic Williams and Bloom podcast. Um, Tyrese Hunter is a, this is a weird deal. We'll get to fall camp here. Yeah. I guess, like, I thought Tyrese Hunter and Iowa State – these deals always get a little bit um, well, a little squirrely. They always get that yeah. way, and, and rightfully yeah, so. Some There's hurt old, feelings. It, it got a little public on Friday night. So Iowa State released a one of its like off season hit tape type things, right? Where where the guys Is that are, where that, I saw the video clip. I don't I'm know where it came from. I don't know where that came from. I'm assuming that's where that. Our came guy Cycle from. and Dave tweeted it, and I don't know where it came from. So it's basically. Gabe Kalsher gets asked, which game are you looking forward to the most? And Gabe says, Texas. I don't even got to tell you why. It's Texas. Tyrese, at Hunter underscore Tyrese on Twitter. Uh, quote retweets it and says, free smoke for anybody with an emoji with its mouth wired shut. Now, when I read that, I didn't even know what it meant. It shows you how my age. Yeah, did you? Did you ask Jared? No, I just read all the responses. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. Tyrese, um, how big of a villain is he going to be, boy? I don't know. Are we talking Adam Aleska here? I don't, are we, I don't know. Where, where, where are we at with Tyrese Hunter? Is Tyrese right at least got, I would say, to a sweet 16. Yeah, but it's it's different. Like Aleska didn't do anything at all. But Aleska didn't have social media to do not. stuff like this no. to antagonize people. Now I'm not even. He was just responding. Yeah, he was responding to a video, right? And Gabe was asked, and Gabe made. But, and I would agree that of, of what are you looking to as a fan outside of the Iowa game? Probably the Texas game. I mean, I've got that game circled yeah, over Kansas doesn't? this year, right? This He's isn't got, he, Jalen Coleman lands going to Kansas. It's not. This is different. Everybody knows why Tyrese went to Texas. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, we're going to have to get used to it. That doesn't mean you have to like it, though. Well, see, and here's... he has to know if you transfer in the conference, you're going to get some pushback. Isn't this like, a I problem, too, though? I don't like, understand. Like, I would guess his approval rating dropped significantly after this tweet. Yeah. Like, don't you think I... there were people who were like, man, I was rooting for this kid, but oh, yeah, you're going to start running your mouth on Iowa State. Now we're going to root against Which you. you. Yes. And he was going to get, he was going to get the business regardless, just because 
you, you transfer to an in-conference school, it doesn't matter, and, and you're good. Right, so this is really Jalen Coleman lands here. We actually want but, this guy, but right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, Iowa State wanted to keep him. Let's let's not. Yeah. Let's not this guy is a, he's he's a he's the Big Twelve freshman of the year. You're a like, better team with him. I, I know some Iowa State fans in his replies are like, "Well, you get a left hand yeah, and a like, jumper." It's like, no, like, no. The, the guy is a potential <laughs> once in a generation defensive player. Like he can he totally impacts the game on that end. But still, still think he's a little overrated uh, there. Maybe a little bit. But, I think uh, that it's uh, all, the only reason I say this is I think you had with Brockington and Kalsher, I think a lot of guys in that position would have thrived just yeah, based on... Tyrese is very good. very good. I think that Kalsher and Brockington was like at a whole other level is my point. But that, that but, whatever, but, I don't know anything. Either way, you poke you poke the Iowa State fan base. It, is, it is not a fan base that will go after you. Yeah. But if you poke them, yes. it time over again has proven they will not stop. No. They, they will they will keep coming and they will they have you remember the long memories for Iowa State fans oh. are incredible like we remember everything yeah and we're a very like, hateful you, group once you get into I, that I, they're I, very unforgiving the people people remember CJ Brute how CJ Bruton got hosed by the NCAA in like ninety seven they're still pissed <laughs> at the NCAA that's twenty five years ago like they're gonna remember this they're not and, and I, I appreciate some of the cycle fans responding to Tyrese and you Ivan Sherlove never made it <laughs> he never well that's not the NCAA's fault that was a uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a Wayne Morgan. What's the problem. Webster Patrick? Remember that Webster one? Webster Patrick. Yeah, I mean, there's we could go. Yeah, we could go down the this list. This is like a whole summer series uh, podcast. Jerome Harper. Like what ifs? Jerome Harper. Uh, there. Tra- Travis Spivey. Travis Spivey. People help me out. I think that was the guy from Georgia Tech. Had some. Had some. Jerome Harper had some major problems. Google it. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys. But if people remember this, and he was gonna get. A lot of feedback, regardless coming to Ames. Now that just amplifies it. Plus, I think Iowa State's gonna be decent, and it'll be a competitive game, and it could matter. That'll be that'll be a tremendous atmosphere in Hilton. At the end, I don't. Of the, he's well, not like you're enough to fear for his safety or anything. But I think people will be amped up for it. It is game. a little bit too, because I mean, I'll say it: the TJ and Beard thing isn't exactly friendly. Um, you had Carr chirping at TJ during that game last year. In Hilton. Yeah, I forgot about that. Do you remember that? Like, there's, well, I, I, I don't think, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm a TJ loyalist, but looking at Hunter with, I know, like, he would have gotten it anywhere, but what, what Iowa State did for Hunter in the last, like, month and a half, and seeing him next to Chris Beard is a little cringy for yeah. me. Yeah. It, if I didn't even see it when it happened. I went through Tyrese's Twitter feed because I was like, oh, I wonder if he's done anything else. And these pictures of him and Beard, Beard, and then it made me a little bit even more sensitive. So weird in the the burn orange, yeah, yeah. It I just don't I don't know. It again, this is different. Jalen Coleman lands to Kansas. We're all like, yeah, what best yeah, of luck? Like God, it was a terrible it was a year. Horrible year. Nobody was here. Like nobody okay. could go to the games. Like the worst team in Cyclone history. Like go enjoy winning the national championship, man. Like good luck to you. Yeah, this is different. Yeah. It's like you. Uh, this feels different. You, you you use your life savings to give the keys to a really nice car to somebody, and they say this car is not good enough. Give me the Mercedes. It's like, oh, well, I'm not good enough for you. I mean, yeah. it's really almost like almost like a jilted thing, you know? Yes. And it comes down to financial well being, and and again, you don't blame the kid. I don't like, even, give me the Mercedes over the Camry every day, but dang it, I spent a lot of money on that Camry. I don't even think I blame. Tyrese for tweeting the way that he did. No, I mean, he's still he's still a nine. The thing is, you got to realize they're eighteen and nineteen year olds too. Yeah, and it's not like he said screw you, Hicks. No, from he's ready Ames. to go. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's like, gonna look forward to that game too. This is fun. Yeah, I, as long as it stays fun, and I don't know, it won't. I you saw, know, fans are gonna well, be. And I, I need. I'm horrible at interpreting twenty uh, year old Twitter as in twenty year olds tweeting, but then. Tristan and Aruna said something in there that I didn't quite yep. understand. And Trey um, Jackson chimed in. <laughs> I just like I don't. The Condit chimed in. I need an interpreter. Like all the guys who aren't on this year's team were like chiming in. Yeah, on and it. I didn't quite. Anyway, I didn't see Caleb Grill on there. I did there. not see Caleb on there. Yeah, I, it, it'll be a. You know, there, of the games at Hilton Coliseum, that's going to be maybe the highlight because I was not here this year. So. Is the Tristan and Aruna? Game to game controversy on why isn't he playing more? Is that one of the all time ones that we've had? Oh, I feel boy. like Prom had a couple of those, like with Jamil McKay. And yeah, Jamil Prom McKay like, was a lot like he, he's not doing the right things, man. Um, and Aruna at times was like, 
The Anaruna one, it just out. got so old that yeah, because that's all people wanted to talk about. They'd you know they win a game like forty nine to forty seven. And it's instead like Tristan of, could have given you 18, right? <laughs> nah, well. But he's giving up 24. He's giving, right, when you got to win this way. You know, like, yeah. Man, that that season was crazy. Just looking back, the way I Iowa State still made a sweet 16 with that. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, Tyrese, uh, walking bucket on Twitter. Uh, Hunter Tyrese. <laughs> that replies. Free smoke for that. anybody. Uh, the I'm zipper in. mouth face emoji. Uh, three months away from basketball season. Man. It's, the non-conference schedule is entertaining. The, the Phil Knight thing will be fun. Going to Portland. Yeah. It'll be good. Tyrese Hunter, uh, uh, that uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Fall camp kicked off last week. We had Iowa State football media You're day. Less than 30 days, everybody. Do you have any uh, thoughts on the week? Anything that, that you saw? I will be posting on Monday morning a insider update for premium subscribers on what I'm hearing with fall camp. I, I don't, I don't really have a lot this early on. They've only had a couple of live days right. at this point. I'm really interested in the kicking game. We talked to Matt Campbell about that last week. The one thing I've heard is that the depth of this too deep is probably stronger um, than, than most people believe. That they really yeah. believe, even though you haven't heard of a lot of these guys, they the drop off is feel like their recruiting has gotten better and better. That's yeah, fair. and that the drop off is much less. Well, it's got to be. So here, here are a couple things that stood out to me, and I thought um, actually a lot of good stuff for Media Day. Uh, Stansbury asked some good questions. I thought even in the main presser that that I've forgotten about. Well, Matt Matt said a couple things that that dawned on me here. Number one, I think that the. the what I, I heard a lot, from, I just talked to some people that aren't Iowa State fans this weekend um, out and about at some establishments. They're like, how do you replace Purdy and Kohler and Hall and, and all these guys? And what people may not realize is Iowa State led the Big 12 in passing last year, Chris. You know? Mm-hmm. And for as much flack as Brock got for not being able to throw it down the field, which is fair, he didn't really throw it down the field at all, and a lot of interme- intermediate stuff, Iowa State still threw for 265 a game. And Xavier Hutchinson led the Big 12 in receptions with 83 and was second in yardage at over 1,000. That's a hell of a year, and he's back and mm-hmm, healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. he, he, Hutchinson has flown way under the radar. He's poised to have a monster year. His offseason has been tremendous. By all accounts, another question I got is like, have you guys, are you guys cautious about Deckers? No, I'm not really cautious about Deckers yeah, at all. I actually, think that guy has, has all sorts of potential. And, uh, you know, I put it on the message board, so I'll just say it in public. As somebody told me a couple weeks ago, if he has the year that we think he can have, there will be SEC schools calling, giving him large offers. So Me- meaning free plug for the collective. No, it's not a free plug for the collective. <laughs> but that's they, that's the high upside this kid has. No, I've like, heard the not, same thing. It's not like a man. We hope he's good. It's like we know he's good. The question is for Deckers when the lights come on. Is it different than the practice field? Because if it's just practice and pure talent, he's going to be great. Like phenomenal. Really but glad we, we got to see what it is like when when the lights come on. Really glad it's Simo in that first game. Totally not, agree. Not you and but I. But he's he and and by the all accounts, the first again, it's been four days. He has just he's clearly the guy. My like, dad. There's said, no push at all for as any other quarterback. Deckers is going to be if he stays healthy and the lights aren't too bright. I don't think they will be. He's going to be a monster. I haven't read the thread. Dad, my dad said that people were in there saying Bloom and Williams sounded. That's what I'm responding to. Yeah. We're, well, we didn't. I, we haven't pubbed him enough, probably because it's like I think we've no. we've heard so much about Deckers even since last year. It's kind of old figured news. It's kind us. of old news, yeah. but it's okay. So to make it clear, the the everybody thinks the world of this kid. I'm a huge Deckers guy. Thinks he has high end, yeah. like maybe the highest end talent I was. It's had a quarterback in a long, long time. Nobody really knows until you're on the field. He only played a couple of games last year, but it's not a talent question with him. Could next year's quarterback room be the most talented quarterback room in the history of Iowa State football? Oh, boy. Think I mean, about p- that. Potentially, yeah. With I mean, Deckers, they, Cole coming in, yep. and Rocco. Rocco's pretty good. And then they they do like the walk-on kid, the uh, Cook. Cook, yeah. yeah. Think Marv's about that. son. You would know better than me. I'm going back into the McCartney I mean, you gotta, era. Like, yeah, I mean, Seneca was 
But I'm saying, like, when you have, like, multiple guys. Bandauer and Rosenfels are on the same roster when Sage yeah. was younger. You know, Sage didn't, was in a quarterback battle. People forget about this. With Derek Walker. One of the great underappreciated stories in Iowa State history. Derek Walker came in, was a JUCO, was going to be the starter. Him and Sage battled. Sage got the start. They split snaps the first game and a half. Sage won the job. Walker did not play the rest of 99. They moved him to linebacker, and he started on the inside.com bowl team. Hmm. Former quarterback. He was Joel Lanning before Joel Lanning. Derek Walker. There you go. I would have never been yeah. able to pull that yeah, one. Derek Walker. Good player. No, it was Ken Miller. I was on his KXNO show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he, that's going to be a good point. He Cole's asked me real about deal. that. And I was like, man, that's a really good point. Like, will they all stick it out and all that? I mean, it's stupid to get into that debate. It is. It yeah, is. but that's Decker, a really De- talented room. It's not a, de- it's not a talent. There's no caution with Deckers. I'm not cautious about Decker. They're not like he could be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, and and I actually talked to some guys on the team too, and it's a different type of leadership than Brock. And this isn't a shot at Brock. He's the greatest to ever play at Iowa State. Like, look every statistic up. Absolutely. Clearly, what was like the Big Twelve Sportsman of the Year? It's a different type of deal. I get from what this is my way of describing it is that. Deckers is more in your face, like well, he's uh, he's, he's more of a like I'm kind gonna, of a kind of a wild child. I, yeah, he's like I'll take the offensive line out for beers type of guy, like <laughs> yeah, right, like yeah. it's more. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a party, no, no, like, no, but he's he's more of like your old school quarterback where Brock is. Brock was like a forty year old in a nineteen year old's body, like very super, yeah. in a good way, yeah. like a, one of the best leaders Which, you'll ever. Correct. You know, I would say Brock's Brock was a lot more like Russell Wilson, right? Where that's you're, really good. Where you're like head and shoulder, just heady. Like I got to do it because I, I don't have the athletic ability to, because I'm not six four. Where Deckers is more like your classic gunslinger. Now I know Purdy had some mystique, but Deckers is yeah. just you know fearless, throw it, big arm, the whole thing, big mentality, big, big everything. I can't wait to watch that offense. I think it's going to be fun. So the second I part. I can't wait. And, and well, hopefully they don't disappoint me, but it's like we spent so long bitching about throw it to the tight end. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, we're end? all kind of like, ah, oh, tight ends. East and spread, Dean. Let's spread Russian it out Mark. just a little bit here. Jacob Hanica. Um, no, the other thing that I think is going to dictate the success of the season outside of Deckers. Any Wazirike was maybe the most valuable player on Iowa State's team last year. I would agree. And maybe the last. Two years, and he had a great year in 2020. Yeah, and now he's a Denver Broncos. His versatility was just—he just did everything. Yeah, so and, good. And where Iowa State, the biggest jump Iowa State made. If you look at the last five years of success, Iowa State has been in the top 40 nationally in yards per carry every single year. One of the best in, in run defenses. The 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 ultimate if you the trajectory is is dead on. The best indicator of success in college football is the ability to stop the run. And so, without Owazirike there. Uh, McDonald's bigger, but can Iowa State stop the run? And if they can, who's that run stopper? Isaiah Lee is a great player, but who's that next guy to help out? Because Owazirike did a little bit of everything, and he was a, a large human being that could swallow up uh, at both spots that he played. So I think that's that's my biggest question entering the season outside of Deckers is who's that other guy to step up? And Jared asked about it. He wrote a good article about it this weekend. Uh, who replaces a Wazirike? And there's a lot of faces there. Not many of them are really known yet, but uh, somebody's going to have to emerge from that pile. And maybe it's a committee thing, but they got to be able to stop the run or else it doesn't really matter how good your corners are. Well said. Uh, we'll do this. I want to talk about this new NIL club uh, that launched this week. But before I do that, coming up after that, I am looking forward to, I, I, I did this, but y'all should listen to it. I, I interviewed Dr. Allison Whitney from the Iowa Clinic on the Ankeny campus. Oh, and she's, it, I've seen her, pediatrician. Yeah, well, yeah, she's, she's about, she's it's about star. getting these kids in for their their physicals, physicals before yep. school and not mm-hmm. waiting until like the week school starts. So mm-hmm. like you need to do that now yep. if yeah, you haven't. Uh, you can listen to that coming up. Uh, here in just a couple of minutes. So the the Ames NIL Club was launched this week, and th- this is for for me. And I I don't donate to any of these because of my job. Yep. This is 
we're getting to be there's too much stuff for the fans. Like the fans can only the fans can only support so much. Sure. And when all these groups are like, well, this is for us and we need this and like it gets very conflicted for fans and I a lot of fans reaching out to me in multiple emails, tweets. Chris, where 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 should we spend our money? Yeah. What's the what's the right way I get it to do here? And you gotta be careful when talking about some of this stuff because you don't wanna like I'm all about the players getting paid. I like I, I've been consistent on this for a decade now. Um but the, there's only certain amount of ways where, where this could happen. I would give my money to the collective, um, and the reason being, and I'm going to let you talk about this more because you know more about it than you than I do. This other group is give me it's like a national thing. It right? is, yeah. They're working. It's a company called Yoke Gaming. Got a bunch of Notre Dame alums that. So they this like because it it looks to me from the outside, it's just very cut and paste. All these websites yeah. are the exact same. They're even like. The players are all tweeting out the same things. Very formulaic on purpose because it's worked for them in other places. Yeah. But, like, you give me some – yeah. it seems very, like, corporate to me, but I, I don't – where yeah, the, so, where I would say the collective is I know how it was put together. It was put together by Iowa State people, and it's like 100% of everything that is raised is going to the players. For the charitable stuff, right? right? For the charitable stuff. Because you're getting paid through this whole other agency thing. Correct. What, Correct. Am, what am I missing here? Because, like, to me, I mean, I, simple answer. If, if I was, if I had 100 bucks to give, I would give it to the collective and not this group. But that's just me. Yeah, and, and again, I'm all for, first things first, the players getting whatever they can get, whether it's through this, whether it's through the collective, whether it's through anything else. Now, I think the confusing part is a lot of people thought that this Ames NIL club was just a division of the We Will Collective, and it's not. It's a totally separate mechanism. And so, like I said, it's it's organized with this company called Yoke Gaming, which is a bunch of Notre Dame alums that have done this at like 15 other schools now. So the thing is, and, and I get it, like in order for Yoke Gaming to maintain profitability, they take anywhere from 18 to 30% of whatever is raised for the players off the top. Because are the players actually having to do things, or is this just... So they, they have, money. like, a players-only message board you can sign up for. I think it's on a Discord server. Oh, okay. They can tape video messages. Um, so they can have, you, like, film breakdowns. So, so they like do some the, content things. Okay. So it's different. Gotcha. Like, uh, the collective's not doing any type of content thing with players. So at, by all means, if that's... If that's something that you're so you interested in... you get access you can, to the player. To the player itself gotcha. with, like... Message boards. And I don't. I I haven't logged on the message boards. See what's on there, but that's the goal. It's a little more of that content creation from the players. And at other places, they've done some NFT type things, which is way beyond my uh, knowledge base and all that. You're stuff. not working on that. For I'm, we I'm will. not. So where we are, uh, we will uh, again. Iowa State folks started this to try and benefit Iowa State, and ideally. And so the other thing that people got confused by is this Ames NIL Club gets every single player that signed up for it the same. If we would raise enough money to give every player something, that would be awesome. Like, that's my dream scenario. And that includes women's sports as well, by the way. That's on my, my short-term priority list is including specifically women's basketball into this mix. But we just haven't raised enough money to, to do that yet. And so we have to take some baby steps as far as where we go. And I would love to give all 85-plus scholarships plus the walk-ons something for being a member of the football team. But for now... The direction we we've thought of as a board. Just don't get me going. Is on that. you've That's got pay to play. right? Well, you got it. Yeah. Well, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're like, saying. Like our earlier conversation, there's those ten to twenty guys. Yeah, absolutely. For roster continuity and for for future growth, like absolutely. You, yeah, so everybody understands the. This purpose. is a this is the United States of America. Like not everything is equal. I'm sorry. And, like, and the other part the is quarterback has a larger name, image, and likeness than the backup lineman. I, I agree. Okay, I agree. And I so. This is part, so confusing, though, for fans. They don't know. And, and the other part is this Ames NIL Club is, is a for-profit company. We are, we are, we are a 501c3, which means that your, your, your gifts, your support of the We Will is tax-deductible, which matters to some people. We do have—it is not just lip service. In order for these guys to be taken care of, they have to do something in the community. I went and I, I went to the uh, Food First in Ames. Food I at saw first, this, yeah. With Will McDonald on Monday. It was awesome. 
You got three sack, hours. Sacked a little hunger. Sacked some hunger. Uh, Will was the one giving out the food. They put me on dishwasher duty in the back, and Good for probably you. probably best where I was. But so, and then except when Will When's had the to last grab, time you washed the dish. Oh, I, I've never used the power dishwasher. Have you ever <laughs> used one of those things like restaurant quality where you, you put no. a, they put the dishes in there? But so it's funny this this and I this, uh, God bless this woman was the nicest woman who was the head chef. She had. She didn't know who Will McDonald was, which was which made it just so cool. Because she's like, "So what do you what do you what, what do you, you play?" He's like, "I played I play defensive line." Yeah, I'm a football she, player. Yeah, <laughs> Will's so humble. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just a football player." He's very soft spoken too. Very an awesome guy. But it was so cool because he got to meet with people in the community and they knew who he was and he was helping. They had a hundred people there just in Ames with food and insecurity problems. Anyway, that's great. So they had some some dishes on the top of the shelf that 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 clearly. Will and I, if you're going to choose somebody to grab the top dish, it would not be me that uh, Will got that. But no, I was on dishwasher duty. But the point is, there still is a charitable component for We Will. Uh, less so with this Ames on Ale. That's more content creation. For so the it's players. different things. It's just different yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but that's that's where, and yeah, from the compensation standpoint, again, we do have some costs for our organization. We've got a database. We've got some financial things that we got to pay for. So it's not 100% of every gift goes to the players. However pretty close it's it's, yeah. it's as close as you can get and still maintain uh the organization as a whole so okay. that's where we're at and again I, I appreciate everybody for asking me i i'm not trying to like discourage you from doing that but oh, yeah. i just hope to make it clear that they are separate entities and uh they're i don't they're not different things because ultimately it's to take care of the the iowa state players and they are football only uh we hope to be everybody the interesting part to me was when that all started coming out. So the players are all tweeting out, you know, like, Hey, we got a big news coming up, you know, all that, whatever <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, that, yeah. And then that happened. The reaction I got was, Oh my God, not, a, not more. Yeah, I know. Like from People fans. Are just, they're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, we, I can't do more. And that's, that's where my thing is, is like, if you can support it, great. I'm yeah. not. It, it, this isn't taking money away from your favorite charity here. I, 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 I'm telling you, my message is: think of it as your, your Netflix, or your Peacock, or your Paramount Plus subscription. If something brings you joy, yeah. do that, and then they get to do something good in the well, community and, as well. And it's tax deductible. And it's tax I mean, deductible, let's right. let's be honest. Like that's a that's a that really matters good, for some people. I wish I could do that. Yeah, but I I, I don't. I I don't want it to be this thing of all oh, all these these fans are having to do everything. I hope this brings you some amount of investment, which mean, brings you joy. Your your investment will never be financial with this. It'll be the the joy and the feel good of helping these young men out who chose to be Iowa State and people. I would say this too. It's like because one of the questions I got, it's like Chris, would you give to the Cyclone Club? We yeah. will or this? I know, and I. Like the Cyclone Club has its own inherent advantages because, like, parking and you still have to like do all that stuff. Yep. If that didn't matter, like for the future of Iowa State, I would give to the collective, like just for competitiveness only. Yep. Because I don't think facilities and stuff will be as big of a deal in the next twenty. Like, it's look in the question. NFL. Yeah. There's colleges that have considerably better facilities than in the NFL. So this is this is interesting, and, and not, again, Iowa State's not in the same place as some schools in the Big Ten. But so the I University of Iowa, I don't, I don't want to compare everything to Iowa, but it's the in-state, and we're going to be battling for the same in-state recruits mainly. They moved their two top fundraisers for athletics over to their uh, collective. Really? Now, I think strategically makes some sense, right? They're going to get enough money from media, okay? So they're going to get with this new deal – what, $100 million a year? They're going to be yeah, anywhere from 70 to 100, 100 wherever that falls. So, I, I'm again, I'm not speaking for the University of Iowa, but I'm guessing their thought is we're not going to need the millions of dollars in athletics donations over here because we're going to be taken care of from the media contract. But if we can move some of those gifts over here with this guy that already know these people that already know have these relationships and that's better for the players too. So is that's, that's what we're up against. Is there's a nonprofit. It's the same exact same up setup as we will. Gotcha. So they have a for-profit, which is the traditional name image and likeness, and then they have the nonprofit as well. They had, um, but again, they moved their top two fundraisers over there just for that purpose. And so again, and we will is a lot smaller. It's me and a board and Resource a little bit different. My my point is, I don't want to steal from the Cyclone Club though, because Iowa State still is a different financial situation yeah, I mean, than Iowa is. Correct. I just because Iowa State's going to be ma- hopefully making half of what Iowa's making. Yeah, and so they're going to they're still going to need 
Yeah, they need the cyclone the stuff, bus. right? Yeah. So I'm not. This isn't an and. This isn't an or situation. I hope it's an and for people. It's like if you have an extra twenty bucks yeah. a month, you know that that you can help out on the collective side. It will impact continuity and everything else. And I'm not. I promise we won't talk about this every single. No, week, I did. The only I, reason I, I pin this in is because of that Ames NIL yeah. deal. Because I just. I, I I think people were really really confused. Yep. That thing was rolled out and it was just all these players and there wasn't like much more with it. Like there's nobody, the executive director of the whatever company this is is not coming yeah, on the coming podcast. Days, so right. like people are confused. Right. Okay. Well that there, that's there you go. And I'm happy. Reach out anytime you have questions. Find me on Twitter, fanatic. Send me an email. I'm happy to help you out. All right. Um. Well, uh, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> well, that blew him out of here, and then I'm going to bring on Dr. Whitney. Uh, I know you don't have time to ask her about Natalie Imbruglia. I'm sure Dr. Whitney knows Natalie Imbruglia. Stay tuned to the Podcast Network tomorrow. I'm going to interview John Wilner from gonna, Mercury are you, News. Are we going to, like... Are we in the same category as Mandel with him, or is he bet? We, we're okay I like him. We're okay with John? All right. We'll see. Okay. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how if he's kind. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Stewart, you know, I probably was I probably was too hard on Stewart. I was fine with Stewart until he didn't write me the thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, like, that's a big deal for me. You write the thank you note. I always write the thank you note. Somebody sends you a bottle of whiskey. Thank you notes are underrated. Those Cyclone Fanatic bottles of Cody Road are like, like limited edition. 50 bucks. You know how many people would have wanted to have yeah, one of those things? Would, oh, the black I market. Sent it, I sent it to Stu. Absolutely awesome. nothing back. And now, now he just shits all over the Big 12. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Whitney. I didn't mean to swear in front of you there. <laughs> just the background music is just so perfect. How did they not last longer? Are they all still with us? I don't know. All I know is this is a damn good song. Bridesmaids, great movie. Go watch it again. Classic. I don't even want to turn this off because I'm so into this music video. All right. Uh, get the kids yeah. their physical. I don't want to go back home. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My kids. Yeah. Uh, more Cyclone Fanatic podcast. <laughs> Later. Next. All right, guys. Well, believe it or not, uh, back to school is coming just around the corner, which I can't even believe. It's like I, f- I feel like they just got out. Um, and right now I'm going to talk to Dr. Allison Whitney from the Ankeny campus of the Iowa Clinic. And we're going to talk. I always tell you guys. So, Dr. Whitney, one of my big things is to be a man, go to the doctor. And I encourage men to uh, pay attention and, uh, you know, get get annual physicals and healthcare and all that stuff. And we all wanted to push this year. Like it, I, I guess, so my daughters are seven and two and it's important for children to get annual physicals too. Now, I, I guess I wouldn't have always thought of that, but uh, doc, why, why is that? Why, why, why do we push that? Uh, you know, for a seven year old, I, I understand it for a 40 year old guy like me, who's getting fat and out of shape. Why does a seven year old need one? Well, you're right. We do recommend it annually. And, Hopefully not for some of those reasons, but actually sometimes that is the case in kids too. Um, So no, we recommend kids come in for an annual physical to check growth and development. They should be growing. They should be getting taller. They should be gaining weight. So yes, we check those things, but we also check a lot of development. Kids change a lot more rapidly than most adults. So we're seeing how school's going when they're even younger. Are they walking, talking, meeting those milestones? And a lot can change in a year. So if they even skip some, then a lot has changed in multiple years. So we recommend every 12 months or so popping in, making sure they're growing well and kind of screening for other problems that may come up along the way. Okay. So I remember when I was growing up, I had to go and get the, like the sports physical. I, I mm-hmm. think Is that the same thing as a, like a wellness exam? Do you do the same thing? Uh, mostly? Yes. I think sometimes the sports physicals will be clinics just for those and they're going to be geared a little more towards asking like sports questions or maybe doing just a quick physical exam and getting you out. For the most part, though, if you come in for a physical with us, that works for a sports physical too. We're going to go into a little more detail about how school going, um, social structures, if you have good friends and teenagers, anyone pressuring you, you know, um, anything we can help answer about like mental health. So we're going to 
dig a little deeper in a physical, but it covers the bases for both of them. So most of the time when kids come in, they'll have their sports physical too. I fill it out at the same time. It's a one-stop shop. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I can only imagine, especially located in Ankeny like you are, we've got to get these physicals done and everybody wants to come in at the exact same time. Is there <laughs> is there a rush? And that, I know that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on today, to help everybody space things out, right? Yes. So August kind of gets to be a crazy month because people get busy with summer vacations, other things going on, and they're like, oh, shoot, I need one before the school year starts. So August is pretty crazy in almost any pediatric office. So when you think about it, do it whenever. So come in now and see us in July. Hey, if you don't need one, you know, for a fall season um, or fall sport, come in September. We'll see you at any point. But scheduling is a lot better if you call sooner than later um, just to kind of get it on the books and get it out of the way. Dr. Whitney, we really appreciate your time. This is this is really good stuff, and we are hopefully going to flood you uh, in a respectful <laughs> way. Not everybody at once. We'll get everybody in there for our, for our school back-to-school physicals. Thank you, doctor. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.